Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. Dow Automotive Systems, innovations for clean powertrain solutions. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. This is AutoLine Daily for April 28, 2011, and now the news. Hyundai surged past Honda in global sales in the first quarter. Hyundai had been gaining on Honda for the last year, but the aftermath of the giant earthquake in Japan helped push it past Honda. Specifically, Honda sold 860,000 cars in the first three months of the year, while Hyundai sold 919,000. And the news gets worse for Honda as it posts the financial results for the most recent quarter. Revenue plummeted 66%. Net profits fell 27%. In fact, Hyundai made more money than Honda, despite the fact that Honda also sold a ton of motorcycles and power products. Specifically, Honda made $542 million for the quarter, while Hyundai earned $1.7 billion. Not that we here at AutoLine Daily go around trying to get you to buy stock, but if you are looking for some place to invest your money, you might want to consider the stock of European car companies. According to the investment firm Vermilion Capital Management, LLC, European automakers will outperform American and Asian automakers in the stock market this year. Vermilion says that the Japanese earthquake pulled down all automotive stocks so now it's very bullish on BMW and Volkswagen in particular, while Daimler, Renault, Fiat, PSA, Porsche, and Volvo all look pretty good. Chrysler will not be bringing a rebadged Lancia to North America. According to Car and Driver, the company planned on offering a rebadged Lancia Ypsilon in the U.S. market, but Olivier Francois, the head of the Chrysler brand, says the Ypsilon is too closely related to the Fiat 500, and he doesn't want two similar cars in the same market. There were also plans to bring a compact sedan to North America for the Chrysler brand, but those plans look unlikely now. The president of Dodge, Ralph Gilles, has already confirmed that they will get a compact car to replace the Caliber, so it looks like it was the Chrysler brand that got left out. LuxGen, the automaker I just visited earlier this month in Taiwan, unveiled an EV concept in Shanghai called the Neora. The company says its design cues will be used in future models. The car is powered by a lithium-ion battery and a 180-kilowatt electric motor. The company says it can travel 400 kilometers when fully charged, which is nearly 250 miles, but that is at a steady 45 miles per hour. The Neora can go from zero to 100 kilometers an hour in just six and a half seconds, and I'll have a test drive of that car coming up soon. The U.S. government is downsizing the vehicles in its fleet, that is. The Detroit News reports that the General Services Administration, or GSA, is buying more subcompact cars as opposed to full-size vehicles. This will have a big impact on the efficiency of the fleet, which numbers some 600,000 vehicles. Fuel economy is estimated to improve by 21% this year to 23.4 miles per gallon, and that's up from 19.1 MPGs today. This is projected to save some 2.4 million gallons of fuel and 9 million taxpayer dollars annually. 
In related news, six U.S. senators, three Democrats, and three Republicans are working on a debt reduction plan that includes a gas tax increase. Hard to believe, I know. The plan calls for a 15 cent increase. Currently, the federal tax is 18.4 cents per gallon. And the last time it was raised was back in 1997, which means it's not linked to inflation. The Highway Trust Fund, which handles this money, is set to run a $7 billion deficit this year, so they really need the money. Compounding the problem, a fleet of more fuel-efficient vehicles means less fuel is being consumed, leading to lower tax revenues. A tax hike is necessary, but I think it's unlikely. Politicians don't like raising taxes, especially when gasoline is selling at four bucks a gallon and the economy is on shaky ground. Here's a shocker. Turns out steering wheels are dirtier than public toilet seats. Nine times dirtier. According to Autoblog, researchers at Queen Mary University in London found there are, on average, 700 different kinds of bacteria per square inch of tiller. Toilet seats averaged only 80. If it's any consolation, the trunks on cars fared even worse, with a thousand kinds of bacteria lurking in the shadows. Why are steering wheels so dirty? In short, we're filthy animals. Clean up your cars more often, people. Hey, coming up next, we're going to take a look at which compact cars have the best power-to-weight ratio. What if we always settled for the first thing that came along? Then we'd never have gotten here. Introducing the Sonata Hybrid from Hyundai. We're trying to push power-to-weight ratios in our product features and reviews. To bring you up to speed on how different cars stack up against one another, we figured we'd do some direct comparisons. And where better to start than at the bottom of the market with the B segment. Here's a lineup of popular subcompacts offered in the U.S. today. In alphabetical order by manufacturer, we have the Chevy Aveo four-door, the Ford Fiesta sedan, the Honda Fit Sport, the Hyundai Accent hatchback, the Mini Cooper, the Nissan Versa SL, the Scion XD, and the Toyota Yaris liftback. All of these cars are powered by small four-cylinder engines and each of them is equipped with an automatic transmission. For consistency, we took the heaviest version of each car listed by the manufacturer. Not surprisingly, they all produce similar amounts of power and torque. Whoa, that's a lot of numbers. The XD is the horsepower champ delivering 128 ponies, while the Yaris brings up the rear with 106. Of these eight cars, the Mini has the best power to weight ratio, a whisker more than 20 pounds per horsepower, while the Chevy Aveo has the worst at about 24. Still, it's surprising how close they all rank to one another. No car has a big advantage over any of the others, some of them are separated by just a couple of tenths in the pounds per horsepower category. Look how closely grouped the Yaris, Fit, and Versa are. From performance cars to minivans, look for more direct vehicle comparisons like this one in the future because it's going to be real interesting to see how other groups of vehicles stack up to the B segment and to one another. Hey, don't forget to tune in to AutoLine After Hours tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Our guest tonight is Chris Theodore, who played a key development role in the Dodge Viper and the Ford GT, and has now come up with a rolling chassis that he sees as ideal for electric cars. 
Join me and the auto extremist, Peter DeLorenzo, tonight for the best insider discussion in the business. And that's today's report on the top news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.